Blog Talk Radio. If uh, one would uh, open up such truth as the truth of God uh, to the people, I do think that he's within his right to stay out of the sight of the people until he has uh, uh, won everything to himself, as the Bible referred for us to it like this, that uh, he's something like a king looking for a kingdom. And that he go and he uh, visit uh, the people and then he leaves the people and goes away and wait until the time when that he can secure the kingdom. Then he returns to the people that uh, he had made himself uh, manifest. So I think that is a pretty good uh, answer. Well, uh, I can't do anything without consulting my crystal. Let's uh, go inside here. We'll uh, come along. I'll show you. Inside here. Sit right down here. That's it. <laughs> this, uh, this is the same genuine, magic, authentic crystal used by the priests of Isis and Osiris in the days of the pharaohs of Egypt, in which Cleopatra first saw the approach of Julius Caesar and Mark Anthony and, uh, and so on and so on. Now, uh, you... Uh, You'd better close your eyes, my child, for a moment in order to be better in tune with the infinite. It's frustrating when you just can't express yourself. And well, here we are expressing ourselves on the Omnipresence Media Podcast. Here am I, your host, Vickens Moscova. You can follow me at V-I-C-K-E-N-S-M-O-S-C-O-V-A, Vickens Moscova. Um, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Google Plus, Vine now. Yeah, I'm on Vine. <clears throat> and I uh, just want to thank everybody that's following and sharing and uh, helping us to continue to build these brands. Um, a lot of new uh, clients coming on board. Uh, shout out to Muscova Enterprises, Inc. Um, we're working on a lot of new things as far as building some sites, uh, helping out with some SEO, and, of course, SMO, where it all started, social media optimization, back in 2008, when I saw that this was going to be something huge, and it turned out to be very huge. Uh, Facebook, social, uh, you know, Instagram, Twitter, we had MySpace tag then, which uh, is still in use. Uh, Justin Timberlake bought it, now a music-type uh, social network, the way it started, actually. Um, so a lot of artists are actually still on there. Uh, building and networking, and it looks pretty clean. Okay, so I want to shout out our sponsors once again. Big old Ford, All-American Ford. Shout out to my Americans. When I say America, I mean Central America, I mean North America, and I mean South America. Okay, so when I say America, that's who I'm talking about, the copper tone indigenous people. All righty then. So uh, shout out to big old American Ford uh, with uh, sponsoring us with the uh, driving on energy hashtag I love EVs hashtag driving on energy definitely follow at driving on energy on Instagram Twitter to support our campaign that we have been pushing for some time now so thank you to all the greenheads. Uh, when I say greenheads, uh, I mean the people that, you know, like,
electric, clean cars. So shout out to the greenheads out there that are uh, supporting us by uh, getting a plug-in hybrid electric vehicle from Ford, getting the Fusion, you know, driving around looking real cool and smooth like I do. I'm going to show you all some pictures. Uh, I'm going to send you guys some stuff on Instagram. You can check some of the, the ill-ass pictures. I just got to edit them, and then I'll send them to my uh, <clears throat> assistant to uh, post. But um, also I want to shout out Arizona T Hip-Hop Press Conference. We had them there last week. Also, uh, the big homie, uh, <clears throat> Triss, uh, I want to shout her out from... Uh, Hamarker and Schlemmer. If you go to ham, M-A-C-H-E-R.com, you will see some of the most amazing products you've ever seen in your life. You'd think these were out of James Bond. It's hammaker.com, H-A-M-M-A-C-H-E-R. This company was established in 1848 and somehow gets the most amazing machines. You can get, like, um... A, a submarine, you can get, uh, like, weird different motorcycles. They have, like, a, a car that's a submarine and a car. Like, I'm not playing with you. Like, it's really in there. And if you got the loot for it, I think that one car is, like, 100000 You can definitely buy it. Um, and there's a lot more things. Uh, right now we're reviewing the Ninco, uh um, what's it called? The Ninco uh, drone. So that bad boy definitely drones the F out and uh, flies all over, and it gets uh, 300 yards in the air, um, and it, it's very nice. It would be nice if it had a tracker, but, uh, you know, I guess that's the more expensive ones. But, uh, you know, you could get a drone from there as well. And also I want to shout out Lenovo. Lenovo with the uh Yoga Pro 3 with their uh in, has the Intel Core M. So shout out to Intel with that weak ass processor um putting it into a nice ass uh computer made by Lenovo very designed very well. It's super light, has a JBL audio system, uh has a light uh key a lighted keyboard and also it's Energy Star efficient. So it's also a tablet, touchscreen and everything. So it's very beautiful. I like it. Uh, very much, I would give it uh, 8 out of 10. The only reason it doesn't have a 10 is because of the weak processor. If I have uh, Chrome open and I have Internet Explorer, it's definitely going to be lagging, uh, especially because when I have Chrome open, I got like 18 uh, windows open. So, you know, and then you got a program running, it's going slow, and it's like you just bought bought it, you know, it shouldn't be slow. But uh, it's keeping it 100 with you. Also, I want you guys to check out a book. Um, I'm looking at a book right now. I'm reading Why Should White Guys Have All the Fun. It's by Reginald F. Lewis. Um, He actually passed away in 1993 from brain cancer. But this guy was a man that did uh, one deal for uh, $900 million to acquire 46 companies. And then what he did was broke them up and sold, like, most of them and stuff. But, like, this was a black guy, whatever, you know, melanated uh, man that did a did this deal. He started off as a lawyer doing this for other people. Then was like, yo, I could do this myself. 
So this this book, Why Should White Guys Have All the Fun, is how Reginald Lewis created a billion-dollar business empire. By the time he passed away, he was worth in excess of $400 million. And, like, he was only 50. So, like, you know, whoever's out there working hard, uh, keep doing your thing. And, like, if you keep working smart, we could do it too. Like, of, of course, he died from brain cancer. I wonder how he got that, you know. I doubt it was from his smart, you know, like, overthinking. But anyway, today we have an amazing guest, and I, I'm so thankful uh, that we can have uh, this person on because uh, she has really brought a lot to women because I know a lot of women that can use this actually. Um, just getting help on how you can move forward in life, especially when you start to get 40 and above and, you know, your house is in shambles, uh, got no credit, um, got whack friends that aren't really supportive, you know, you out and about every day, no kids. It's like, you know, how is that building the society of what the most high made? So today we have uh, Coriel DeBras, uh on. She's Atlanta-based and has made a mark for herself carving out her past since 2011 as the CEO and founder of the Single Wives Club. You guys can Google that and check that out right now. It's an education and empowerment organiza- organization that inspires single ladies on becoming wives. So, wow, single ladies becoming wives. Uh, Coriel experience, personal experience influenced her entrepreneurship goals while empowering women of all walks of life to live theirs. Dubaz is also creator of Ready to Work, work spelled with the E, dot com. So readytowork.com, a branding boutique that offers classes and consulting for entrepreneurs. Dubaz's resume does not stop there. She's also host of a weekly blog talk show, Real Single Wise Club, where they reveal everything about love. Her latest endeavor is penning her first book, Work 101, a guide to help you get your life together. Oh, man, I got to check that out. Work 101, Get Your Life Together Guide is the ultimate handbook sharing health, wealth, and lifestyle lessons for modern-day women. Because without health, you know, wealth actually means nothing. So I like that a lot, and you will too when you check out this book. Dubois, the voice of single women, fiercely empowers you to work for what you want by first working on you. Get ready to let go of the victim mentality and be liberated as Korea shows you how to create powerful and design your life destiny on your own terms. Let's work. Hey, Coral, are you there? I am here. Oh, how are you doing? So lovely to hear your voice. Hope everything is great. Yes, I'm wonderful. How are you? Oh, very well, very well. I'm so thankful that you took the time out to put some attention to this subject. Yes, I'm excited. This has definitely, um, this has definitely been a not just a subject, but I have a love for women. So everything that I do is all about um, women empowerment. So I, I could not have not talked about um, these topics. Oh yeah, because empowering women around the globe is definitely a, a positive uh, uh, situation. What actually made you um, become so passionate about this? So I was engaged um, five years ago in 2010. I did what most young, I was 24 at the time, so I did what most young 20-year-old women do. We make the list, we pray to God, we ask for, you know, this man to show up um, on our doorstep, and that's what I did. 
except that I literally got every single thing that I asked for. Everything, I wrote a letter, and everything I got in, um, that I wrote in this letter, this man showed up, like, six months later, six months after I wrote the letter. And what I realized is that I put all of the wrong stuff in this list. I was focused on all of, you know, the looks and the things that don't really matter, and I didn't even put any of the things that actually made sense or, you know, would matter years from now. I didn't put any of that stuff in there. And so I got exactly what I asked for. He was ready to get married. He was all of the stuff that I thought I wanted, and it just really ended up being what I thought was the worst thing that could have ever happened to me. Um, it was an abusive relationship. We were engaged, but it ended up being the best thing that could have happened for me because when I got out of it, it really, really caused me to do a lot of reflection and, you know, self-development and really figure out what I did to attract this man, what I was going through, you know, mentally to even put up with the stuff that I put up with. And I really did a whole lot of soul searching and just that experience in and of itself really forced me to learn the lesson that we are responsible for every single aspect of our lives. The jobs that we are working, the friendships that we have, the relationships that we are in, we are responsible for all of those things. Either we attracted them or we are continuing to stay in them. And so if we start getting ourselves together, if we start putting ourselves you know, and in, in, if we look at ourselves in the mirror, basically, and, and figure out what we are doing, why we are attracting these particular people or experiences, then we can start attracting the things that we actually want to um, experience. And so that was kind of the foundation of how I got into the whole women empowerment thing, just needing empowerment myself and realizing that for single women who don't, do not have kids, who do not have any illness, disease, sickness, no deficiencies, there were zero uh, resources out there for us, for, you know, women who seem like they got it going on, who got it all together, who may look good on paper, but know that they need some development um, in maybe their personal life or, you know, some areas of their life. There just was nothing out there. And so that's how I ended up um, creating the Single Wives Club as a support group for single women. Right, right. Um, and that's true, especially after um, such a patriarchal society has dominated for around, like, the last 6,000 years. Um, what do you think women and men especially can do to support uh, women in this? Um, for, for women, for starters, we have to support ourselves. Um, you know, as women, we like to take care of everybody else but we sometimes neglect ourselves. And, you know, in the, in the same way, we like to um, blame everybody else and neglect to take our own ownership. So I definitely think as women what we can do for ourselves is just take ownership. Um, I believe that self-awareness is everything. So you have to really, really reflect on who you are, what you're bringing to the table, why you are attracting who and what you are attracting and, you know, what it, what it is that you actually want to attract. Because if we don't have any idea what we want, and I'm not just talking about a man, but I'm talking about your goals, your career, your finances. If you don't have any um, solid goals or anything that you are working toward, then you're going to end up just taking whatever comes your way. And so the Single Wives Club definitely encourages women to set goals in all areas of their life, mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, emotionally, and, of course, you know, romantically, so that you actually have something that you are working toward. In terms of men, um, I really, really believe that women kind of set the temperature. You know, we anything that we put up with, um, we are allowing ourselves to put up with. So I definitely think that if women start to 
take responsibility of what we are attracting, what we are experiencing, then, you know, the men will kind of will kind of uh, get in where they fit in. That's been my experience is that you, what you put up with is what you end up with. So if you start raising your standards and if you really, really focus on what it is that you want and who you are becoming, then all that other foolishness doesn't even really have a place in your life. All right. So do you feel like people are reflections of each other or is that they just attract things? No, I definitely, I feel like um, what you attract is what you send out. So when I was attracting, you know, an emotionally unavailable men or men who, you know, were not 100% ready for a relationship, that was because I was not, you know, ready for, 100% ready for a relationship. I attracted, you know, when I wrote this letter to God and when I, you know, set out on this mission to, to attract this man, I was looking for somebody to complete me. And I know that. Did I know that then? Probably not. I didn't realize what I was doing. But now, looking back on it, I definitely know, hands down, 100% that I was 24 years old looking for a man to come along and make my life better and, you know, complete me and turn me into this this fairy tale that I had, you know, in my head. And so I know that those unhealthy thoughts and those unrealistic thoughts are what attracted this unhealthy and unrealistic man. Because and, and, of course, I was young at the time, and I just thought, you know, oh, my God, I must just be everything if he just wants to sweep me off my feet and get married, you know, in three months. However, looking back on that, I definitely understand that there was something, you know, just as much as there was something wrong with him, there was something wrong with me for me to have thought that it was okay and for me to have stayed in the relationship for as long as I did. So I definitely think not necessarily that we are a reflection of each other, but you attract what you are. Right. Um, I guess maybe in a sense so you can deal with whatever is inside because especially with our mates, it's, a, it's easy to see something in them that we don't like and then to kind of like, um, you know, dog them out for it or whatnot. And, um, I mean, uh, men, you know, I would say everything is equal. Like men can will do the same things that we could say women can do. It's like it's not like one way or the other. Um, it's just for, I would say, um, you know, most recent times women have not been the most empowered while at the same time, um, you know, we've been somewhat uh, free. Um, have you ever heard of the women's suffrage movement? Uh-huh. Yeah, what do you feel about that and feminism? Um, I can't say that I... Um, I am a thousand percent. Um, I mean, I feel like at this point we have way different issues, so to speak. Like, of course, the women's struggle is still very real, but I feel like we have um, not necessarily. We just have different things, different uh, different things to worry about. Not, you know, not that anything is is more important than the other, but I think as women. We have to um, we have to empower one another. I know that there are definitely a lot of women empowerment organizations and movements and you know campaigns that are very popular now. And so I definitely think that all of that is um, is necessary in order for us to stick together, to better ourselves, to better one another. Um, I think that the struggle is always going to be present. It's just going to be you know a new struggle based on whatever our society is dealing with at the time. Um, in terms of, like, the feminist movement, I think that that term gets so much 
I guess, negativity or so much, um, so many people have things to say if you call yourself a feminist or if you say you, you know, are a supporter of the feminist movement. I am a supporter of the family movement. You know, I am all here for us working together, us um, rebuilding the families, us, because I feel like the, the family is the root of, of happiness, it's the root of failure, it's the root of all the other issues that we are experiencing is the family. So I am more concerned with family over Feminism. Oh, uh, I feel um, I've had um, Dr. Phil Valentine uh, on the show, on the broadcast before. I think you would like his book, The Wounded Womb, um, where he basically kind of says what you just said. Um, he, because it's true that the family structure, especially in the melanated, you know, black Negro community and whatnot, um, has definitely been decimated. Um, and when I was on uh, Lisa Everett's show on Hot 97 uh, last month for Domestic Abuse Month. We could see on the media and TV how, you know, a lot of women are just fighting um, in a lot of abusive relationships with these men that aren't really supportive, you know, or about building a community and household structure. Um, You know, they're out, you know, with a bunch of women, a bunch of kids, but not really taking care of them. So we've shied away from who we really are as a people. And in at the end and and at the beginning, because women create life in essence. Um, if our women aren't psychologically straight, um, then they're only going to keep producing men that are going to be acting like this. Because um, I feel that it starts at a <clears throat> younger age, especially if a young man is seen um, his mom, single mom, promiscuous or with a lot of mates, you know. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, so your book is definitely um, imperative. Um, so what, when you were in your abusive relationship, I mean, what type of uh, domestic abuse, like was it like fighting or just arguing or how did you find your way to so, get out of it? So I, um, well, this was my first experience with any type of abuse, and what I what I realized is that, Physical abuse is one thing, but emotional abuse and, like, mental abuse can have way much more damage, way, I guess, longer-lasting damage. And these are the types of abusive relationships. And I've had the pleasure of talking to so many women since then that, you know, I've kind of I've realized that these are the abusive situations that we end up in, um, and we don't even realize that we're being abused, you know, because it's not necessarily – the, uh, them hitting you and punching you and, you know, doing the things that we see on TV. But manipulation is abuse. Um, you know, playing mind games is abuse. So this guy, I, at the time I was 24 years old, the only thought in my head was that he was, you know, bipolar. That's what I thought because he would literally, you know, in the morning he's good, five minutes later it's like he would flash. You know, it would be just like night and day and nothing had changed other than, you know, the time. And so – He was definitely, I definitely dealt with um, the physical abuse, uh, the the emotional abuse. I mean, after we were engaged, I remember specifically one time he hid my ring. And I kept my ring in the same place every single day. Like, I had a ring box. And so I knew that I had not lost this ring, but he hid my ring and tried to convince me that I had lost it and then ended up giving it back later. You know, it was just this whole thing, but that was one small example of, like, the mental stuff that this guy would do. And, 
yeah, it was it was just crazy. And even when I think, you know, when I start to tell people these stories now, I feel some type of way when I start saying it out loud because it sounds so crazy. But it's like when you are wrapped up in somebody, when when somebody has given you a ring and you feel like, you know, I didn't just have a ring, but my dress was paid for, the the venue was paid for, we had engagement pictures, we had an engagement dinner. Like we were really, really getting married. And so when you are all in with somebody it's not so easy to see, you know, the craziness that you have gotten yourself into until you're, you know, you're back on the outside. And so I definitely dealt with a lot of the manipulation, a lot of the mental and emotional abuse. And he would do things to himself. Like he would, you know, punch walls. And and, and I mean, it's to the point where his hands would be bleeding. So he would do all of this crazy stuff. And, And I remember the very first time he really, really cut up. I called his parents because I'm a very, very private person, and I was too ashamed and embarrassed to, you know, call my friends or call my parents. And so I called his his parents and his dad when I told him what happened. The very first thing he said, the first words out of his mouth were, oh, man, he's still doing that? And so that should have been, like, the biggest red flags back in the face. Of course it wasn't because that was just the first time. You know, I called several more times after that. But just hearing that and knowing, you know, that this is not, it's not me. I'm not, you know, I'm not making him act this way. He's been acting this way. And here his parents were, you know, who had met me, who, you know, I had been in their home. And they knew that this guy, you know, was not right. And so I just felt like all the way around, um, you know, I, I was definitely in over my head, but thank God I had friends who eventually came to my rescue and talked some sense into me and got me out of that, um, of that situation. But there are definitely any ladies out there listening, there is way more than emo, uh, physical abuse. There is way more out there. So just because, you know, he's not putting his hands on you, if he starts to make you feel like you are losing your mind, there's something going on because, you know, even though I knew that I was not crazy and I was not, you know, I had not lost that ring, for example, he still played those mental games with me. And so sometimes it's harder to get yourself out of those manipulative situations than it is just the physical abusive ones. But I'm not, you know, saying one is is worse than the other or, you know, vice versa. Abuse is abuse. Right. Did you find yourself um, playing the games along with him? You know what? I did not. As 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 crazy as it sounds, I do not have. And if you if you knew me personally, like the people who know me, know me, know me, cannot believe that I was ever in a in an abusive relationship. Just because I have a smart mouth, I have a you know I am not the type of person. I'm a Libra too, so I'm not very like um, soft. And you know, like when he would get mad and go crazy, I wasn't like he wasn't crying on my shoulder, and I wasn't like you know, trying to rub his back and all that stuff. I, I would ignore him. I would walk away. I would I was not playing into his stuff. And I think that that's actually what made it worse is because he wasn't getting the reaction out of me, you know, that he wanted. I'm the I'm the wrong person to try to play the, the guilt trip, the you know, I'm not that doesn't really work for me. And so I can't I can't say that I was playing into it, but obviously I stayed in it, you know, so I stayed in it for longer than I should have. So in that sense, yeah, I did play into it because I stuck around, but no, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going back and forth with him. I wasn't backing down, you know, I I wasn't doing that either, but I wasn't in his face and I wasn't doing any of that stuff. That's really good because um, for every four people listening out there, one is a man getting abused by a female. 
And um, a lot of things you're saying that he he did, um, I've kind of experienced myself. And when you say that, um, you know, you kind of like not didn't really want to be part of it, but because you were in a relationship, you kind of are um, part of the, the game, or whatever. Um, that's true because part of the uh, the game is to get you to react and do certain things to get you out your mind, so that they can then, I guess, say, look, this person, you know, this is like this, you know, and is making me act like, you know, to get, make you the scapegoat for their actions um, because that person wouldn't take responsibility for themselves um, and their parents didn't do it. Um, well, I'm really thankful you found a way uh, to get out of that. How did you, um, you know, because it seemed like he had a lot invested in you, did you have a good career and job going to help you get out of it and to get yourself a place, your own place? Yeah, and I had my own place the whole entire time. He ended, he actually ended up moving in with me, which was a whole other story. But, yeah, I was a teacher. I was teaching full-time at the time. Um, but like I said, like, we had everything. Everything was a go. The date, the save the dates, the, you know, every single thing. And the crazy, one of the craziest parts of it, I remember at our engagement dinner, my mom gave this speech. And in this speech, she, like, thanked his parents because they had raised such this, you know, this this man that was just such a great guy. And he had, like, a, what is it, Socio, sociopath or whatever it, it's called when you can put on the great face in front of people and then you act like a completely crazy person behind the scenes. Um, so all of those things had, had kind of kept me in the relationship for longer than I should have been because I knew what other people, you know, I knew that other people were fooled. I knew that, you know, based on Facebook, you know, because we weren't on Instagram at the time, but based on Facebook, I knew that it looked all good. You know, I knew that it looked way better on the outside um, looking in. And so the the shame is what kept me in the relationship. But once I finally told my best friend, um, because I dealt with all of this stuff on my own, like everything, I did not even tell a single soul other than his parents until the day I decided to, to, to end the um, relationship. And so the only reason I ended up getting out of it when I did is because I had a breakdown and me and him were in the middle of a fight and, and I was at my friend's house and I'm all upset, I'm crying, and she finally makes me tell her, like, what is going on? What is what is wrong with you? And when I started telling her about what had been going on and what he had been doing, just hearing myself say, you know, the words is what really made me wake up and say, hell no, because if any, if, if any of my friends that came to me and told me the things that I was saying, there would not have been a doubt in my mind. I would have been going over there with them, you know, to get their stuff and get them out of there. And so... It was really a wake-up call, um, you know, when I said it out loud. So I definitely had a career. You know, I was stable. It was nothing but a matter of me making up my mind um, to end it. And, and the rest, I guess, is history. That's really awesome. Um, I, um, and it's, I, it's, I'm listening to you speak, and it's almost like I'm speaking what you're saying. I mean, I, we're two different people. Individuals have different experiences, but just being in an abusive relationship to be hearing what these kind of people do. Cause I, after a couple years after it, I had to start doing research to kind of like figure out why I'm was kind of like messed up in relationships now. And, you know, like, cause it kind of messed those relationships kind of messed. And it's like, they set you up to be messed up for, 
your future relationships or something like that, too. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, this woman started to make me, like, choke her during sex. And, like, I'm like, why would I even do that? But since she wants me to and is my girl, you know, I'm just going to. So, and I'm like, wow. But, like, I just did it. So then I remember doing it with someone else in a future relationship. And she was like, why are you doing it this? I'm like, I don't know. I thought females liked it or something. And then, like, I, like, kind of, like, broke down because I'm, like, this is kind of, like, weird and crazy. I'm not even into that, you know? Um, so that's just an example of how manipulative and crazy these kind of people could be. And um, mm-hmm. we don't get out of it early. Like, I was lucky um, that I spoke to some friends about it so that were females. I told my sister and my cousin who was a female. Um, my father gave me advice. My uncle always told me to have my own place, like even, you know, I think around the beginning of the relationship. Um, but this was an older woman, and um, it's just uh, it's just uh, a shame um, how we don't have resources out there to really help our, ourselves uh, better, you know, ourselves. But thankfully, people mm-hmm. like you are seeing that, um and uh, are creating these resources because, you know, I would send this book to my ex in a heartbeat and um, or the link at least because um, I just want to see people doing better. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, we, and, and we stay in these relationships because we kind of want to, like, help these people in a sense too. Um, like for a man at least, it's like for me, I've always grown up seeing men take care of women. So it was like I didn't want to abandon this woman that, you know, that was living with me and could, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely want to thank you. And uh, where can people uh, reach you and find you and, and purchase this book? So my website is com, but because my name is way more difficult than it needs to be, the com is much easier um, to find me there. So the com, you can get the book. You can find out more about me. Um, we are launching a brand-new membership program for 2016, so you can definitely stay connected um, and find out how you can get in where you fit in for 2016 at com. Superb. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, Thank you for your, having me. Oh, yeah, no doubt. What's your Twitter, your Instagram as well? The Single Wives Club, all across the board, and my first name. I have a personal page, Coriel, but, it, again, it's more difficult than it needs to be. So if you go to the Single Wives Club on Instagram or Twitter, you can find me through there. Awesome. Thanks again, and have a great uh, rest of your day, and we would love to have Thank you as long Thanks. No doubt. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. And there you have it, guys, another amazing episode of Omnipresence Media, finding those people that are empowering others and building and building and building. Uh, Through all of Dubois' brands, her message continues to remain positively clear and coherent as she empowers women across the Lizzo. The only thing I'm seeing I'd like to put an amend on, perhaps a little more room here for the fixings. You know what I'm talking about? Ooh, we're going to have a lot of fixings. We're going to have so many. So many fixings. But like I said, thank you to Ford with their amazing fusion. You can get the C-Max. Hashtag I love EVs at Driving on Energy. Hashtag Driving on Energy. Amazing campaign that we got going on. Look forward to seeing us at 
the Prudential Center for Buster Rhymes and Friends. We will be out there showcasing and building, and we got some more events we're working on as well. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, shout out to Hamacher Schlemmer. You can go to H-A-M-M-A-C-H-E-R.com, and uh, let's continue to build and grow and bring family and our communities together, people. That's really what it's about because um, it's, it's a, it's, it's a be- it could be a beast out here, and um, we need to support each other hardcore, and we can do it, guys. Come on. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's go. Okay? Come on. Let's do it. Step up. Step up. Don't be afraid. The only thing I'm seeing I'd like to put an amend on, perhaps a little more room here for the fixings. You know what I'm talking about? Ooh, we're going to have a lot of fixings? We're going to have so many fucking fixings up in this motherfucker. This shit's going to go through the roof, man. Ooh. Ah, damn, I'm shitting gold these days. The haters, the bloggers, the papers, the labels, they label me But they can't relate to I struggle, my nigga, we came up from slavery Apologies go out to all of my fans cause they waited so patiently This one is for all of the lost and forgotten black angels that pray for me A million, a million niggas love me cause I'm ill The greatest story ever told, niggas in the field From Solomon to Sambo to Django, it's fact I'm the fire kind of rap and I get it from the wheel The son of WD who hung around in the deep Who ran around in the streets, the trap guards raised me Faith all on the sink, story all on the wall of the pyramids Niggas know the black guard saved me You can blow the nose off, that won't change it Obamacare won't heal all that anguish We came a long way from the bottom of the boat All praise to the Mac, D, we found our language Gold necklace, middle finger erect God private Shabazz, silent on the record Lost sons of Muhammad, we wildin' on the record The shad to Allah and Lahad is the message All these niggas, I got to fight one All these devils, I got to strike some All these rebels just waiting on the wall Cry, mama said, son, you got to strike drum Rock Nation, celebration, motivation, elevation Nigga, we made it from slaves on the slave ship Live from the cotton fields, straight to the spaceship Kinda makes me wonder why the hell so many people are trying to tell me to slow down Seems like motherfuckers should be shutting the hell up and enjoying the show. Hop of the slave ship. Popped up my chain and took it to Jacob. I gotta go play this. More than that bitch like, nigga, we made it. I own my own masters. No, I ain't missing no royalty statements. I can't be rated. Damn, hoes, stun on them haters. Sorry, Mr. Drizzy, put so much y'all talk. Silly me, rapping about shit that I really bought. Why these rappers rap about guns, they ain't shot. And a bunch of other silly shit that they ain't got. I'm on my loop, feed up, young go. Stunning on stage after 12 years of slaves. This ace spade, look like an Oscar. Black tough, look like a monster. Don't make me ride ya. Nigga, watch your tone. I come to court with black boxes on. Y'all hella jealous of my melatonin. I can black out at any given moment. I'm God. Jesus sent me letter made. So with my arms and feet shackle, I still get paid. All praise is due. I'm ready to chase the Yaku back in the cage. These are the last days. What do I sing face? Showed up to the last supper in some brand new J's. I'm the true living. Book a hoe. New religion. Ain't from the other world. Alien superstition. You blind, baby. Blind to the fact of who you are, maybe. My bloodline's crazy. Kings and queens and Michael Jordan rings. I go stupid, though. Sucio. The flow's filthy. Y'all can't kill me. I've been inoculated from the snakes in the face. In your corny handshake. Cocksucker, we made it. Ah! <laughs> 